honestly, I, I'm impressed. And I think it's time to move on to who I think probably had the, the best draft of the day. That would be uh, Tyler Cromie. So if, if you're sitting on that ticket in Vegas, that wow. Tyler Cromie would walk out of the draft with the number one team in the land, I mean, that's got to pay 110, 150 to one. Easily. I mean, I'm, I'm going to speak. Kyle Brees, I know you're listening. Who would have thought Manti Teo's girlfriend would turn out to be a better draft partner than you are? <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. This kid comes in. Granted, he's got the best keeper going. Yeah, my team had David Johnson, but he's got Beckham for cheaper. Best keeper going. And he just snipes pick after pick after pick. He's got the Saints offense locked up. He's got the Beckham-Julio combo together. I mean, the kid just, just came with the fire. Tra- Travis Kelsey has his tight end. The guy's about to have a reality dating show where he dates a girl from every state in the goddamn country. I mean, just good work up and down the draft out of Chromie. And I, will, I, I have to say this. If they do win this year, I think Dave's bulge earns about 10%. Because yeah. he must have... He must have asked Dave to close his legs five times during the draft, and each time afterwards, he would make a fire pick. So like PFT and Big Cat say, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm a connect-the-dots guy. And every time the bulge came up, Tyler would make a fire pick. There, there might have been something to it because he kept saying it, and I kept looking over there like, oh, Dave's got dicks out for the boys. Like, God, what a sloppy moron. And, and then I would look, and there really wouldn't be anything going on. So maybe that was just like – maybe it was a little bit of a tell. You know, maybe there's something going on there where there, there's a connective tissue between Dave's balls and, and Chromie's roster. I, I'm with you. I think you're onto something. I don't know what the fuck it is. But I think, you know, you may have found something that, that otherwise would have gone unnoticed. I mean, that, that's all I have to say about that. That pretty much sums up how that draft went. Fire draft – Dave's bulge ten percent and Brees, I'm sorry, but you're probably not gonna be invited next year. I'm just gonna just gonna let you know that right ahead of time. Alright, so so And he was right and so thrifty and he's so thrifty that he only spent ninety five fifty on that roster. What? He only spent ninety five fifty? Only ninety five fifty. Who goes home with money? How did that happen? I mean me and Dave, ever since we went over thanks to Big Ben, we've been saving money every year, unfortunately. That's amazing to me. I don't think I've gone home with the nickel since we've ever started doing this. But so let's move on to the next team here. Sitting at the same table, working together, depending on who you ask, and maybe sharing bid pass cards, because from where I was sitting, I could never really tell who was bidding over there. Another guy with an absentee partner, a partner who Ooh. is uh, one of the leading league personalities, a guy who uh, you know dominates the room from time to time. A guy who's got infinite hot takes. A guy who's got a lot of opinions on who should be on a fantasy team, who shouldn't. Kevin Andrew, absent from the draft. Do you think Kevin Harry drafted a better team than he would have with Kevin at his side, or a worse team? So while Tyler was on one end of the spectrum, I feel like Harry was way on the other side of the spectrum. We always call them Kevin squared. This year we got to see the square root of that. And clearly those Kevins are not equal. This guy, really? this guy, he gets the taco award. He drafted two kickers. <laughs> Who drafted two kickers? 
Yeah, and and that that is a little crazy to me. I, I don't like to see it. It's uh, it's really controversial. You just don't see that a lot, especially because it's not like he drafted Guskowski. Like he didn't draft an undroppable kicker. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's sore subject. Let's wait until we get to Guskowski. Okay, okay. Um, but what I do have to say about this roster is, I I, I kind of disagree with you. I like a lot of what's happening on this roster. Um, I mean, first, I, I first and foremost, first and foremost, yeah. This is the first time Kevin Airy has ever drafted a team without a player on a matting cover from five years ago. I'll give you matting cover, and I will say I do like the Mari Cooper, Mike Evans, Stefan Diggs combo. He backed up Devontae. Devonta Freeman with Tevin Coleman, but he was so scared to pull the trigger on a Colt that he overspent on a bear for Namju. That's how much inside of his dome that Namju was going into this draft. Mm, you know, and and as much as he may have tried to play this off, you know, the room knows, and I, you know, I don't think there are any secrets in this league. The guy didn't put a bin on Jay Cutler. No, he that's didn't. true. I mean. He, I'd be willing to bet he made hey, a blood problem. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Bet that he swore some things, or that you know he's going to have to pay some uh, some uh, you know uh, reparations, bear fights, or something here because I know for a fact that that Kevin Andrew cares about one man and one man only in fantasy, and that's Jay Cutler. And and Kev could have got him for a buck, and he and he just kept his hands in his pockets. You know, I think he got I mean, up at that point, like he had to go to the bathroom or something, just so you know he could avoid having to do it. But uh, you, you hate to see a betrayal like that of a partnership. I mean, even for a buck, if you're going to go for the smoking Jay memes, I mean, you got two kickers. Just slide Jay Cutler in. Granted, you can't have three quarterbacks, but do it for the memes, man. Do you think maybe that? You know, Kevin Airy just kind of slides by on this reputation of being, like, a great dude who's he's generous and he buys rounds and he, he's always around to hang out and take care of you, but he's just a wild scumbag underneath all of it. I mean, he was generous paying ten fifty for Derek Carr, so could go either way. <laughs> you know what? The jury is out on whether or not Kevin Airy is a scumbag. Let the record show he might be a scumbag. I'm going to um, let you die on that hill and we can move on to the next. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that bet's gonna pay. I don't think if I take uh, if I take that argument to trial, I don't think I'm gonna find too many uh, bad character witnesses on the Kevin. You're not gonna wait. Wait, can I give a spoil? No, never mind. You haven't seen the finale. I won't. No, give, I won't give no. a nice spoil alert. I won't give it. Oh, Jesus, don't spoil that. Thank you. Um, so before we move on, we we have. I feel like we had another sponsor. You got another read for us? I do have another sponsor. Our second sponsor is uh, Lyft. So when Uber is more than 15 minutes away and is carrying a surcharge, Lyft promo code Bobby1167 for $10 off your first ride. Yes, that is B-O-B-B-Y-1167. You get $10. I get $10. Lyft, the RC Cola of the ride-sharing world. We are popping in the ride sharing uh, in the ride sharing space. Um, so with that, let's 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 talk about me a little bit. Let's talk about my team. I, I want to hear what you think about my roster. I want to hear what you think about my strategy, about my partner, about my performance. Uh, I want to hear some things. What, what do you got for me? First and foremost, 
you kept Duke Johnson. And I will say one thing and one thing only. I'm so sorry that it was taken from you that you can't use Duke's out for Harambe. Oh, so sad. That one hurts. Oh, my God, that one hurts. Uh, you know, and, and for those of you who don't know at home, uh, you know, probably six or seven guys in the league are also in a fantasy league run with the neighborhood guys from, like, Canterbury and Waverly, Jimmy Ryan's commission. Somebody over there dropped a Dukes out for Harambe draft night and just shut down the whole place. Dave Mariano said it was a five-minute intermission minimum after that happened. And, and, and really, I mean, if that's not the fantasy football team name of the season, I, I can't imagine what's going to come out next that's going to top it. I mean, I love I'll, – I'll get into the other stuff later of, as far as draft performance goes, but the, your bad boys puns will be nice, but Duke's out for Harambe. I mean, there, nothing, nothing's touching that. Nothing's coming close. No, and, and the, the logo would have been flames, and it's just so goddamn funny. I can barely say it without getting a smirk on my face. I mean, I came up with some other good roster ideas, uh, team name ideas that uh, I'm pretty pissed about that, it, that they don't fit. Uh, in the in the ESPN, uh, you know, uh, team name generator. So, you know, I wanted to go with uh, the center for kids who can't read good. I'm half of Jordan Reed. I wanted to go with I left Mike Wallace and El Segundo. Shout out to Tribe Called Quest. Uh, that one I was very excited about. I was, I was pretty. <coughs> excuse me. Almost threw up my scotch right there. I was very upset that I couldn't fit. I left Mike Wallace and El Segundo. Um, but you know what? It's bad boy baby and. And uh, Bad Boy Entertainment is going to be out, and the commissioner has an identity this season, which I will say, for those of you who read the write-ups, who care about the write-ups, who, who, who can't shit on a Wednesday morning without a good commish write-up, the commish finding his identity this early in the season is unprecedented. So I, fact, I will say, you mentioned – let me just say this real quick. You mentioned that you almost coughed up your scotch, but are going for Bad Boy Entertainment. Shouldn't you be drinking Ciroc for the rest of the year? So I went online, okay, as soon as Dello came up with that team name. Uh, it's not surprising he came up with of it. Of course Dello came up with that team name. Yeah. So I went online and I bought, you know, a, a nice uh, case of all the different Ciroc flavors. And, and coconut, red berry, pineapple, peach. And, you know, I just want it, you know, I, I want to live the life. I want to get into character as much as possible. So from now on, no brown liquors. Ciroc only, Ciroc boys in the building, um, and we're just going to be living it. We're just going to be living the bad boy lifestyle from now until the Super Bowl. So um, the next thing I need to ask, how depressing is it not to have Aaron Rodgers or Megatron on your squad? I'm shocked you didn't put a dollar bid on Megatron just in case, just in case. You know, there's a lot of staples that it's the first time in a long time, uh, you know, Roddy White. No Alshon Jeffrey, no Calvin, no Aaron. Um, You know, it it hurts. It's weird. And you know what also is weird? To look at my roster and not see a $30 player or two of them. Um, You know, I think we went seven straight years spending, like, minimum $90, like $82 on three players, um, which usually feeds into me running the draft because if I spend all our money, then I don't have to worry about Della running the franchise. You know, this year, so, he had a lot on his plate. So tell me what you think about his performance. So the thing I want to know is why you didn't get a hold of that Microsoft service he was on and put parental controls on, because he was clearly 
clearly playing Fruit Ninja for the first hour and a half of the draft, let all the elite players go, and then you guys just started running shit on slot receivers. What was that? Oh, you know, I'm not really sure. Um, You know, him and I have never really done the spread the wealth strategy before, and we were bargain hunting, but we weren't really committed to the strategy, and we almost got Aaron Rodgers by accident. Um, So, honestly, it was a learning experience for us, and I think that what I have here, I have a roster that's going to win between six and eight games. And if we win eight, so you got, we'll be in the playoffs. And if we win six, I'm going to be crying in my beer. But so you guys, so what you're telling me is you went spread the wealth. You went, okay, we'll take Tom Brady in the back half and play with the ginger the front four, first four games. We'll go with the slot receivers who will get volume. Jordan Reed, as long as he doesn't bang his head, will be fine to go. You guys just don't want the wallets. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think the wallets is one of those things where it changes you as a person. Um, you know, beforehand, you're, you're playing fast and loose. You're playing for the ship. You're, it's like your you're, you're, value investing is out the window. You're, you're looking for that penny stock that's going platinum. Um, you, all you really care about is the ship. Everything else can fuck right off. Um, but after you, after you hear that, that pink Velcro strap um, unlatch it. It's a panty dropper. It's a panic dropper. It changes you. I'm telling you, it changes you. Um, I, I see it, and I start to get a little shake. Um, if I haven't eaten yet that day, I start to dry heave a little bit. It's like kind of taking your vitamins before you've eaten. It, it's, it's a really unsettling feeling. And, and I think we found a roster here that gives us, like, a high floor, low ceiling. And, you know, I'm not necessarily proud of it, but it's a new, it's a new leaf for us. This is me and Dell are in uncharted territory right now. Um, you know, this could be the most vanilla roster we've ever drafted. This is this to me. It looks like a clear transition year where you guys are looking for the new studs that you just want to drop Buku bucks on. Yeah, I, if I were uh, if I were somebody in the league who has a, an attachment to you know kind of like a budding star, like let's say Todd Gurley goes and runs for like 20, you know, or two grand this year or something like that, but he's still unkeepable at 44 or like Julio is looking like a monster next year or like Andrew Luck can turn to the form. You can rest assured that we're dropping $40, on, $40 bids on two different players next year. Because if this doesn't work out, the, uh, you know, the move back to our old strategy is going to be so vicious that I might spend all of our money on two players and then just tell Dello, hey, waiver wire. Yeah, do the best you can. And then I'm just going to go uh, just go run the draft and, and leave him alone. Um, did you happen to see, at one point I turned around and Dello wasn't there. And I said, oh, okay, he must be taking a piss. And then a few minutes later I turned around, still not there. Fifteen minutes later I turned around, still not there. Where was he going? What was he doing? <laughs> Who knows, man? He's got he's got moves to make. You no know, idea I, what he was doing. You know, I, so the night before the draft, I'm at the hospital with Dave. He's got a kidney stone. We're there from 1 to 6 in the morning. So shout out to me. I'm on two hours of sleep. I was out all night getting drunk Savvy with the boys move, on Friday. Savvy move. No coffee, no Adderall, no nothing. At least Dave was on painkillers. And I'm out here giving everything I have to the league. I got kinks in every side of my neck. I, I got, I'm ready to pass out from vertigo from spinning around trying to run these bids. And my partner is just fucking MIA. 
You know, I, so at the hospital, I go through the sheets. I'm marking guys I like, right? And I'm not talking about I'm marking Julio Jones. I'm marking sleepers and keepers and mid-level guys and second receivers and third running backs. And, and I give Dell the sheet and say, here you go, buddy. Just follow the dots and take us home. And every time I turn around, he would say, we got to get one of these guys. And it would be a selection of six players and no dots. <laughs> I felt like I laid on a breadcrumb the breadcrumbs, and he just didn't follow them. And you would think he, he loves Hansel, Hansel and Griddle. I mean, that's a New Brunswick staple. you think he would like the breadcrumbs. But he you would think so. I mean, give, give him credit. He listened to one Matthew Berry podcast. He told us on the ride up. So, I mean, he, he, was, he was ready. <laughs> yeah, I listened to that podcast with him. Me and Kevin Harry were in the car, and it was not a podcast. It was a audio dictation of Matthew Berry's love-hate column from that week. You guys listened to an audio book of an article? It was fucking brutal. <laughs> it was fucking... And he didn't even get one of those classy Scottish audiobook readers to read it. He, he just read, it, read himself. it himself like a doof. What a dick! What a dick! Oh, my God. Um, I got to say, other, the only other thing on this roster that makes me so happy is that not only is Tyler Boyd the namesake for our team, and, uh, and not, he's black, which I did not know. I thought he was a white guy. Mulatto. I Googled him. Mulatto. I, I Googled him. He is – if Derek Jeter is black, this guy is absolutely black. Um, you guys have a lot of those guys, though. You have, you have him. You have Golden Tate, Jordan Reed, Matt Forte, a lot of light-skinned black dudes. I mean, Andy Dalton, that's another one. Just a, Rashad Jennings, a ton of them. Light-skinned boys are definitely in the building. Um but the biggest thing about Tyler Boyd, which is really nice, um, so when I'm in the hospital, I'm reading this printout that Dave's, my uncle, Dave's boss, gave him. And it's, it's raving about Tyler Boyd. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm picking this guy. There's no doubt. And then about 15 minutes later, Dave tells me, hey, you need to know this. In the neighborhood league, Jimmy Ryan is obsessed with Tyler Boyd. It's like his big sleeper. He's loving the guy. And as soon as I heard that, a couple with the, with the paper read and raving about him, I knew this is my guy, and there's no way I'm not getting him. And then sure enough, I got to outbid Jimmy for him during the draft, and it was just such a wonderful feeling. So I was just basking in the glory of, of Jimmy Ryan's face, that, that look in his eyes of you're only drafting this player because he's my keeper. And despite the fact that I legitimately – I don't want to say research because if that random piece of paper I was reading had not had his name on it, I wouldn't have drafted him. But just because I had actually stumbled upon him randomly through Fate of the Universe beforehand, I actually kind of wish that I didn't know it was Jimmy's keeper going in because getting to relive and live in that moment unexpectedly would have been worth the price of 10 SBFFL admissions. So if Dave did not get a kidney stone and go to the hospital, would you have ever read that packet? If what you're asking me is would I trade Tyler Boyd for Dave to not have a kidney stone, the answer is absolutely not. Fair. I think we could leave your squad at that and move on to Juan and Garrett, who I need to say I don't think it's ever going to be topped. I think they had the best tight end draft in the history of our league. $30 on Gronk, followed up <laughs> – Followed up by $2 on Ben Watson, who tore his Achilles the day before. This wasn't a Teddy Bridgewater. 
This wasn't a Bruce Ellington season-ending injury the day after. This was before the draft, done for the year. Fuck it. We're the tight end squad. Gronk for 30, injured guy for two. This is what we're rolling with. I love it. You know, I didn't know. I was one of those people. I didn't know that Ben Watson had a torn ACL. Um, I can say that I would not have drafted him. He's just not. He's just on that list of undraftable players for me for some reason. But when the room started just buzzing over the fact that he had a torn ACL, that's one of the great moments in, in a draft day. You can't oh, it's the best. It's the best. You should not be able to look. You should not be able to have internet access from midnight the day the draft starts until the end just so there are more things like this can happen. I don't want you to have any access to the preseason games the day before, and let's just roll with it and see who gets fucked over. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm a huge fan of that. Um, the only other thing that jumps out to me about this team is a lot of Raiders. Um, yeah. Crabtree, Murray, Crabtree, combo Murray. dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then the Carson Palmer, former Raider. I mean, that is a dangerous bandwagon to be on. I mean, I like what they did in the off season. But speaking of off seasons, I kind of want your thoughts. Doyle Green Beckham. They dropped three fifty on him. He's coming to the Eagles. How do you feel about him? So Any I will say defense? this is the he is the only bit of Eagles news that I ingested aside from Carson Wentz being drafted all season. And while I really like the upside, and I think if he gets his – sometimes a change of scenery will get a guy's life together um, and really just set his career down a productive path, and I think that might happen with him. Um, Doug Peterson is so boring and vanilla, and the franchise is in such a weird state that he may not have ample room to just go complete and maniac. So he can get his career on path. That said, I wouldn't bet it'd be this year. He looks to me like the kind of guy that you draft – he puts up a couple random 15 to 21 point weeks where he catches like a touchdown and has like 110 yards. But between that, it's going to be lots of two to four pointers. I mean, I don't think we're going to look back a year from now and say, holy shit, Doyle Greenback, I'm what a keeper. Yeah, I mean, at that price, you're probably not going to keep him and you're never going to feel confident starting it. But you brought up Carson Wentz. The guy got locked in a jersey turnpike bathroom. Ginger, clearly you have an affinity for them now drafting Andy Dalton. Plus he has, what does he have, a fractured or hairline fracture in his rib? What, what is the does state he? of Carson Wentz? I think he does. Oh, boy. Um, oh, wait, you're talking about Carson Wentz and not Andy Dalton with that fracture, right? Talking about Wentz, yeah. Oh, whew. You're telling me, I thought you were breaking news on the podcast that my starting week one quarterback had broken ribs. No, this is uh, this is Wentz. Ribs not healed. He's got a hairline fracture. In good. There. That's. I think it's good. Um, I'm from the school that rookie quarterbacks, especially one double A gingers, should not play their entire rookie season. I I really can't fault you on that thinking. I mean, there's there's no other way around it. You need to go clipboard Jesus for a year. I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear his name chanted. I don't want to hear discussion of all the players that we traded for him and all the picks and all the wonderful players those picks turned into and then having, uh, you know, the team sarcastically run all our former players or would have been players out to be the coin toss captains at us. I don't want to see any of that stuff. Um, Frankly, I'd like to pretend he's not even on the roster until next season, week one at the earliest. 
Yeah, I mean, at that point, you'll have given up more draft picks for him that you uh, will just never get back, and uh, we'll, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, he, he's the reason uh, for the mental health break I took from the Eagles. Uh, I really just shut down, no communication. Uh, for a minute there, I wasn't really kidding about just being an L.A. Rams fan. I think if, if I hadn't decided, not decided, but if, if, if things hadn't aligned so that I could move home next July, if that hadn't happened, I think I might have just bought into the L.A. Rams and just ditched the green for the blue and gold and just never looked back. I wouldn't have blamed you. I mean, being a Rams fan coached by Jeff Fisher fits with your draft strategy for this year. I'm just going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm not going to get the wallets. We're going to be middle of the pack, and I'm just going to be able to roll it over for another year. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, our, our strategy here at uh, at Boyd Entertainment really is let's take as few risks as we can and try to sneak into the playoffs. Because once you get in, it's like March Madness. Anything can happen. Um, you know, we could be a 12 seed that just kind of just runs the table. Um, you know, there's money to be made in there. So if, we, if, we're, if we're on the bubble and we fall out, I can live with that. But I, I, I feel like if we get in there, some of that old commission magic, you know, I rub the genie lamp and, and God knows what can happen. I mean, I want a title with Joe Flacco, Peyton Hillis, and Mike Tolbert in the starting lineup. There, there's, I'm feeling kind of bulletproof when I get to the postseason. Hey, me, me and Dave won a championship with Mark, Mark Sanchez starting as our quarterback. The guy who just got demoted for Trevor Seaman as a rookie to start over him on the Super Bowl champs. So, I hear you on that mm. front. I want to move on mm. to okay. the two guys. That These two guys, I'm so glad they're back together because I thought you and Dello had the most clear-cut, obvious draft strategy. But Haas and Fortune, Fortune, the old big Puma, they have the clearest draft strategy that they implement every single time they're together, and I love it. I'm going to put it into – Car dealer terms, this one's for Josk, follow along, not golf, this is car dealer terms. So the way I see their draft strategy, they're given $100,000 to buy a new car. They got $100,000. It's All you're going to do is spend it on a new car. They're like, no. Do we want a Porsche? No. Do we want a Maserati? No. We're going to the Kia dealership. We're going to get two Kia Optimas. We're paying $20,000 over sticker price, over sticker price. <laughs> Give us the undercoat protection. Give us the pinstripe for five grand. Give us all that shit, and we're going to say we got a deal. This is their strategy. I love it. And they still manage to go over budget. Absolutely love their strategy. They implement it every year. You know what they do better than any team in the league? Uh, it's one of my favorite idiosyncrasies of the draft. Matt and Johnny can sniff out, I think it's really Johnny, I think it's a Johnny thing, they can sniff out when you're calling a name across the room that you think you're going to sneak by as a 50-cent pick and no one else in the league wants them, Johnny can sniff that out from across the room and throws a dollar bit on you in a hot second. He doesn't know who the player is. He doesn't need the position. He doesn't even want the position but he knows how badly you want to pick, and that intrigues him, and he throws a dollar on it. It's unbelievable. I loved Dante Moncrief this year. Loved him. Loved the guy. Wanted him as our third receiver. I, I told Dave, I'm willing to go up to 15, which is way higher than he should ever go, 
Johnny and Matt, they say nay. They go up to $17 on the guy. 17 <laughs> Unbelievable. It's fucking absurd. Jimmy Graham, oh. I don't even know if he's going to play for the Seahawks. Fuck it, we got him. And you were talking about being a Rams fan. Of course they got Jared Goff. These guys love rookies. Of course they got a Packer, James Starks. They apparently have the medical records on Victor Cruz. Bring him on the lineup. Just love their strategy, draft strategy year in and year out when they're together. They, it's it's such an electric combination because they they pull off good cop, bad cop, and dysfunctional ownership better than anyone in the league because in reality, it's an act. And everyone falls for it because you think, look at these two patsies. They're just over here putzing around. You know, Matt's had seven sausage and pepper sandwiches. Johnny just honestly seems like he's done nothing but get pitchers the entire time. And little do you know, they're playing you. It's a ruse. These two have got a fucking clear game plan, and they just go in there and get it done. You're fear because I'll tell you what, I don't remember the last time there was a draft where I didn't shit on their team in the grades. And every single year you see them down the stretch, and they've got a playoff caliber team, especially back in the Fortune draft and all the Packers days. Oh, it, it always happens. And – they, they're another team that went not as much as the zigzag of the other two, but they've got – they just went running back heavy. Yeah, they got Macklin and Moncrief, but they went they went Abdullah. They've got Thomas Rawls. But then they – they see, they're next level. They don't go for the handcuff running back. They go for the whole running back by committee. they got Gio Bernard and Jeremy Hill. They're going to play both Bengals running backs at least twice this year. I can see it happening. I can't wait. <laughs> Oh, it's a it's a great franchise. I mean, there are very few teams that contribute enough on a pure intrigue basis on a year in and year out that Matt and Johnny do. It's 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 just good for the league. I mean, that and so, with they didn't spend over over seventeen fifty on a single player yet still managed to go over budget. That is just oh, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's, it's hard to do, but they pulled it off because these guys are always going to give you. Like Jake Siskowski's, uh, you know, Confucian uh, saying as a senior in high school, just when you think you know what to expect from them, they're going to give you the unexpected. Um, and with that, I, next, we've got another guy who's constantly under mortar fire in the league. He's a, the league whipping boy. Um, he's like the 09 Dello of the fantasy league, uh, just constantly getting tossed, ragdolled, tossed around. He's just getting slammed on by everybody. Do you think that Russ Grimes put together another championship-caliber squad this year, or do you think it's going to regress back to the mean and we're going to see Russ in the basement where we know him, where we love him, where we expect him to be? All right. So before we get down to brass tacks, I I need to say this before we start. I absolutely loved the Irish goodbye, the Irish exit from Russ, kept it real efficient, Knew the draft was midstream and just dipped out without anyone even noticing. Absolutely love that move. I'll take your thoughts before we really get into what what happened with their squad. I believe I dished out a pretty heavy fine for that, but I can't honestly remember what it was. Was it like a dollar per dat missed? <laughs> no, that was a uh, Jake. Jake and Connor got fined a dollar a minute tardiness so they owe ten dollars in fines um okay fair but uh i think russ got hit with a five dollar irish goodbye fine because 
You know, the guy is a, is a league runner-up. He cashed out money for the first time in a decade. I think he's earned some respect. And instead of cashing in on it, he just kind of just kind of ducked out, um, which is either a huge power play in that, you know, he's got better things to do than worry about the guys playing in this fantasy league, or or he, he, he just hasn't adjusted to his newfound fame, and he hasn't realized that he might be one of the power players in this league if he puts up another championship caliber team. I mean, incredible. Let me let me run down the lineup real quick. So they got Blake Bortles. I love his Wikipedia club. I'm a big fan. Shady McCoy, I've had him in the past. Hit or miss. Alshon, that's your boy. Manny Sanders, he's the second receiver for Trevor Seaman. Not feeling too hot on him. Decker, they didn't get the white discount on him, surprisingly. Sterling Shepard, Russell Giants fan. Eric had to get it for him. Sanu, love it. Sharp, sleeper. Steve Smith, Steve Smith, I see junior here, but I know it's a senior. And I know he's the, he's the boy. Justin Forsett, I think Russ put like $99 in him in free agency budget, like last year or two years ago, and it wound up paying off for him. But the, the one I really need to harp on here. So in a year that I've lost Muhammad Ali, I've lost Prince, we lost Lily Wonka a couple of days ago, Harambe, God rest his soul, that sweet Prince. Not only all of those, they took Stephen Goskowski away from me and Dave. Stephen Goskowski, Godkowski, our fucking dude, they budgeted just to sweep him away from us, and I cannot tell you, they they made a fantasy enemy for the rest of time. There's no coming back from this. This is the rest of time, and I, I we will never get over this. It it was a landmark draft moment. Um, when you guys went to 250, I was I knew that it was real. I was really impressed that uh, you guys weren't going to be taken off course. That you were going to show loyalty to a guy who, who who blood, sweat, and tears for the franchise. It was kind of like the moment where the Patriots let Adam Vinatieri go uh, after that run of Super Bowls because it, it just was financially made sense. And, and you kind of looked at Billichek like, really, you're going to let the heart and soul of the franchise walk? You know, I know he's not a marquee guy. I know he's a kicker, but you're going to let this guy walk. And and you guys had a chance to make that cold, calculated move to say, hey, you know, this is the modern game. This is a business. This is how we're going to run an organization. And you chose not to do that. You put 250 on the table, which might be double the price of the highest kicker previously, only to get outbid. I mean, that is a gut-wrenching turn of events. Uh, I'm not surprised to hear you so torn up about it. Torn up about you know, it. And you know what drives me crazy is me and Dave left 350 on the table, and we could have just thrown that at Guskowski and got him. We could have just went yeah. up. We could have thrown uh, it at him. We could have got him. So you know what? I, I, I think I kind of want to break a little bit of news here. So we knew one – me and Dave, so for team names or division names, you let the division, the division leaders know, pick an American. Pick a famous American, a good American. Me and Dave, of course, we went back at, back and forth for a couple hours. We knew someone was going to go Lincoln. We knew it. We knew someone was going to go old, honest Abe. And, of course, Grimes and Bensky do it. So we're going to break a little bit of news here. Our division, John Wilkes Booth's division. John Wilkes Booth. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't care. I don't care what theater you go to. 
whether it's a movie theater, the Ford theater, you go to a drive-in in a Ford Focus, you're watching a movie in your living room, keep your goddamn heads on a swivel because me and Dave are coming for that ass. And looking at the schedule, we got you week one. We will see you then. That's all I need to say about that. You guys have them week one? That Dave told me wow. that through Voxer. Obviously, the only way me and Dave communicate through Voxer. Told me that today. We'll see you week one. I got to check this because I changed the schedules today. And I'll say, so So I had to do them by hand. It was a massive pain in the ass. Um, and... And to give you a so, – so I look at it, and, and, and to give people some insight on the schedule, I switched it up so that you play your divisional opponents the last three weeks of the season to get as much anarchy as we can in the league. And the only change I made to the random schedule I put together was I moved a week one matchup so I could play Jimmy and Mario like I always do week one. I can't I mean, believe that I, I got this matchup out of you and Russ face-to-face week one as well. That, 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 that's, a, that's a dream matchup for me. All by accident. I mean, I mean, me and Dave are used to losing to Matto week one every year. I mean, two years ago, we didn't even start a quarterback. I mean, we usually just have a warm-up game where we're like Norfolk State and they're fucking Alabama, and we just take the L week one and just move on from there. But this year, I, I don't know if you brought it up, but Dave told me it was Grimes and Bensky, and that, you know what? That's what I want. I want to put an L on their roster, L on their record, and move along. John Lowe's boot division, it's coming. Everyone needs to watch the fuck out. So it's on site. It's on site for Russ and Eric. You see them, you're blasting off. It, it's just, there's no going back from this. There's no mea culpas. There's no I'm sorry's. It's just forever tarnished. Blood oath, revenge, braveheart. No, it, it's over. You took our deity from us. I mean, I'll get okay. to our new deity when we go to my team next, but you took our God. You took Godkowski. It's it's absolutely absurd. I know there were a couple other teams conspiring against us, but you're the ones that pulled the trigger. You're the ones that did it. We hold you accountable, and there's no coming back. You know, you're making a big enemy here. Uh, this is this could be the making of a very good season-long rivalry because Grimes and Bednarski, I honestly, looking at this roster, I kind of love it. I, I think this is the only other team in the league that I think is a surefire playoff team. And you and Dave have an immaculate record. Some guys don't like a guy with an immaculate record, but you guys have an immaculate record. And th- this could be the makings of, like, a semifinal or a championship matchup. And if, if that's the case, watch out. It, it is going to be a big one. It's going to be a and, big one in 2017. And it got it got real bitter. Yes, they. Eric was a little upset saying that he saw Goskowski putting up double, double digits almost every week, but – in the last week or the second to last week of the regular season, me and Dave just had a magical week where we put up the high of the season. I don't know if you remember this, but it I do. took the high I do. and it took the high of the season away from Grimes and Bedsky. And you know, that was us shooting Arch Archduke Ferdinand. That got the war started and they just escalated and there there's no going back. There's just no going back. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Now let's let's go to your roster. I want to hear about the team. That you're going right. to battle with the, t- the team that you think is going to carry you to the finish line. Uh, t- talk me through it. So every year, for some reason, ever since one year in your basement when I had to go pee and I just called out a random bid on Mike fucking Sims Walker on the Jaguars, every year I always put a stupid bid out that gets a player I don't want. That player this year, Matt Jones. Hate Matt Jones. Mm. 
did not want Matt Jones, don't like Matt Jones, but he's on my squad for $4. Just because six people were in on the bidding, I threw a four out there, thought whatever, it'll go up another buck or two. No, Matt Jones is on the squad. Huge Jimbo on my point, on my part. Mm-hmm. Going off of that? Yeah, I, I get it. Continue. The new deity. So our new god, thankfully he has it right in his name, Ty God Taylor. You know, we just love the cheat code quarterbacks, the one that's just going to get you 30, 40 rushing yards every week. It's just a nice little nice little boost to the old production. When, you, when you're looking at the rankings, when you're looking at PPR especially, David Johnson's often number one or number two. Antonio Brown's clearly number one receiver. You know, we, we tried to go. We tried to go with the old stars and scrubs lineup this year. We'll see how it works out. Whoever's got Thomas Rawls, I think it was Fortune Haas. Kind of hope he gets injured. We've got Christine Michael on the bench. We've got a few other people in new situations. Keenan Allen coming back. I like the squad. Yes, we fucked up in the middle rounds where we missed out on some of the secondary talent for our second flex spot. But I am confident going in that we have a pretty solid team going into the season. Yeah, you guys have a good squad. I mean, the Matt Jones thing is a black eye. Um, as a Matt Jones owner, I can tell you um, he's a human roulette wheel. It's either two points or 28 points week in and week out. And and I'll tell you, there's a lot more twos on the board than there are 28s. Um, he's a human rolled ankle. He is a concussion waiting to happen. Um, he's liable to lose his job to any running back on the roster, black, white, or Asian. And I'm not certain the coach knows exactly who he is because he'll go on stints when he'll bust out for 60 yards and, like, five carries, and then you won't see him again for a quarter and a half. Um, you're really in for a roller coaster here, but I will say I love the Ty God Taylor pick. He was a guy I wanted. I had a little eye on him. If, if Tom Brady didn't fall into our lap, it would have felt like an extremely reasonable price. I think Ty God would have been a guy we would have been in a bidding war over. Um, I'm not going to slap the coveted playoff team label on this team, but I do think it's a team I expect to succeed. Uh, I would love to come out with a liquid hot take of you and Dave falling off the pedestal here, but there's just nothing in this roster that points to a massive regression. So I've got to sit here and and, and just respect the pedigree and assume that you guys are going to get it done again and and make money. I, I honestly can't remember the last time you guys paid a fucking league fee. Yeah, I mean, means that still, not, you're making 250 bucks a year like it's, this league's an ATM. I mean, I'm still owed money from last year. I've been listening to Mike Jones, too. I mean, we're still... You are, uh, you are owed money from last year. It, this is almost... A, if this goes another few months, this will be a Brees and Chromey 2004 situation. But uh, now that the league has paid all their money for the year, I could see you getting paid in short order. I may even so, know you before this chat's over. I wouldn't hate it, but I, I would need to say I said earlier that Ryman had the second best fashion of the day. I need I need to shout out shout out the clear MVP of the entire draft, David Mariano. Jesus Christ, this guy. Do you know who he reminds me of? This guy is the, the Bar- He's the Barry Bonds of our league. He, is he on PEDs? Maybe you don't know. Is it way more fun when he's in the league? Yes. His performances are so majestic, it is absurd. Not only did he come straight from the hospital with the draft day fashion of all time, his bulge inspired Chromie and Teo's girlfriend to draft the best team coming out of the draft. 
Not only that, he walked barefoot on a floor so sticky. The only thing I can rival it in my mind is a porn set in a maple syrup factory. There's nothing else this kid could have done. He's reaching levels of I don't give a fuck that I can only imagine, and the kid is just absolute fucking dynamite. And you know he's going to come with the fire photoshops for the rest of the year. Yeah, look, it was a tour de force out of him. Um, as his brother, I couldn't help but uh, speculate on the, 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 the sorts of painkillers he must have been on. Uh, the, the, the general mindset was mildly alarming. But at the same time, as a league member, as a commissioner, you can't help but stand and just applaud the kid. He brings it. Uh, I think he brings out the worst in his opponents, which is exactly what we're looking for. And, yeah. and if you're going to go off on that basis, I mean, what could I possibly have to say negatively about this guy? Um, you know, I mean, but the, the I will say, your point about the logos and the team names, I mean, that to me is, is it's clearly it's something that I have a uh, – a huge affinity for. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I get very upset when guys mail in their team names. I get very upset when, uh, you know, guys don't show a give a fuck with their team logos and random stuff, things that make no goddamn sense for a grown man to care about, I care about. And uh, and the kid brings it. And, and for those of you who don't know who are listening to this podcast, Dave runs a completely pro bono by request logo creation company. Whatever your team name is, shoot him an email. He'll make you a custom Photoshopped logo that will be top fucking notch. So make sure to take him up on that. The kid brings fire. And to go along with that, I feel like last year, just to go into the closing section here, last year the league, as far as banter, write-ups, shit talk, it tailed off towards the back end last year. I don't know if that's because you knew wallets were heading your way or what happened, but we did tail off a little last year. And going to 16 teams, we've got the extra members, we've got the extra juice. I just, I don't want to see that happen again. You know what? That was on me. Um, there, there's no doubt about it. Um, there, there's nothing that I can say to, to make up for the fact that I, that I absolutely shit the bed. I, I went, I took a nap on the league um, because I, I, what I found out last year is that. I could make or break this league with with, with content, with, with write-ups, with shit talk, and, and just kick it in gear. It's, it, you know, fuck toot in your own horn. I'm just going to go out there and say it, baby. I'm the straw that stirs the drink. And if, and if I'm not in the drink, it ain't getting stirred. And I'll tell you what, after last year's performance with the wallets, I deserved them. I didn't show up from day one. I think you got two write-ups out the whole season. The draft grades were half-assed. We had no podcasts, um, and, I, and, and I deserve the waltz. But this year, I am back. Um, uh, there is no amount of fucking baseball arbitration or God knows what that's going to take me away from fire write-ups and gifts and bad boy entertainment is in the fucking building. And, and I, I, got a, I got a fantasy boner from, that you could see from space right now. I'm ready. I think this is going to be a big year. I fucking love it. I can't wait. With that, if you got any final thoughts, let them out. I think that's said it all. And I'm ready for a fucking awesome season. Let's do it. The podcast is live. I, we got to get this going. Anybody in the league has got ideas for episodes, it can involve me or it doesn't have to. I want content. 
I'm running the league like El Prez this year. I'll take blog advice. I'll take input on any which way I can get it. Flesta, you want to run the blog system or the podcast system, you're in. I just want action. I want shit talk. I want drama. I want I want rivalries. I want rivalries. If, if I get a fist fight, if you're ready to call oh. someone out, if you are ready to call someone out, you have 10 minutes of open time to state your case at any time, any week, let it rip. Mm-hmm. And be unaware. I might call people in the league and, unbeknownst to them, record it and turn it into a podcast. I, I am on fire this year. I want content. I might start a legit website and try to get us a show on Fox Sports 1. Um, we're They're doing hiring. it this year. They're hiring. We're doing it big. We, mm-hmm. I mean, we all know, thanks to the Donald Sterling controversy, you don't need to tell the person you're recording. Just record everything. No. Fuck that. No, put them on, no, no, no. Put them on speaker, record them. I don't care. It's going on this podcast feed, and we want to no, hear. No. We want to hear all grievances, all shit talk, everything out in the open. Well, you know what, Bob? Shout out to you. You brought the noise. Uh, you, you, you kicked off podcasting season on a humongous high note, and uh, and we're all the better for it. So let's end that here. I think we might have right. to chop this episode into two-part or otherwise, you know, somebody's going to get hemorrhoid listening to it on the toilet or, or run themselves unconscious at the gym on the treadmill. So let's do it. Week one is coming. The write-ups are hot. I think it's going to be a big year. Fair enough, man. Good night, Canada. Peace.